This is In The Zone. You should not have said that. His name has just been spoken. Spoken! So must be was broken! Papa! Too late to explain. Go! Watch out! Watch out! For the silly bulls! I. <laughs> In the Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In the Zone Network. The following program does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. Hey, this is Erica Fernandez from Black Sports Online, your girl of curls and sports, and this is the Parkside Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Price Check Podcast. This is your host, Josh Price, checking in on the In The Zone Network, going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to In The Zone. Arlington, we have a very, very, uh, what, what's the word I want to use today? What What is the word of the day today? We have a... Um, Intriguing, In, intriguing. I, I think is is an understatement. <laughs> we have just a full on like clusterfuck of a week. <laughs> there you go. We have a full on clusterfuck of a week to recap in the NBA, and of course, nothing in the NBA. <laughs> nothing in the NBA. Oh, yes. Screams clusterfuck more than the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nothing. Nothing else in the NBA does clusterfuck quite like the LA Clippers. Guaranteed. And so, for those of y'all listening, y'all know what happened by now. The Clippers went out here and were true to form. Clippers gonna clip. As Kerry Champion said, Clippers are gonna clip. And they did it once again, game seven. Not only do they go out here and blow a 3-1 lead, they lose in game seven by 15 points. Wow. 15 points. Yeah. Your two best players, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, combined for 24. Amazing, right? Just absolutely amazing. Amazing. It's amazing, man. And, of course, NBA Twitter was at its all-time high (laughs) on Tuesday. Yes, Um, it was. Coining uh, Paul George a new nickname instead of Playoff P, calling him Way Off P. (laughs) Because my man went out here and shot a corner three off the side of the backboard. Way off. yeah, Way off. Shout out to Mike Breen, man. (laughs) Shout out to Mike Breen, brother. Look, look, so – we, we can go a lot of different directions on the Clippers. I have to start here. Of course, blowing a 3-1 lead, regardless of the team, is pretty terrible. We saw it with Utah yeah. in round one. Sure did. There's no excuse for it. You yeah. got three chances to win one game. You couldn't get it done. The Clippers, for all of this hype, from, the, from one of my very first episodes of this podcast last – Year 2019, we were talking about these acquisitions, what it meant for them, and and competing for a championship, this, this, and that. Yep. Your best player, Kawhi Leonard, is a – basically, he's 
nowhere to be found for those three games that y'all lose. Y'all blow double digit leads in every game. Let's let's also start there. Double digit leads every single game. Your star player gives you, I believe, one point in the fourth quarter. Problem number two. Your second best player, who's supposed to be Paul George. And this actually this problem is going to tie into a problem that supersedes all of this. <laughs> Paul George is a no-show. We, we're used to him not showing up in these types of situations now, right? Correct. I, I mean, let, let's, let's keep it 100. Paul George has been in the Western Conference now, I'm pretty sure, right at about five seasons, four, four or five seasons now. Really? It's been that, it's been that long? Um, Let me I, check, man. See, yeah, you, double, got, you got me good. But you, I'm pretty sure they lost, like three. they lost. I'm pretty sure they lost three playoff series with him in OKC. I, I thought they lost to the Jazz twice and then lost to. Yeah, he's only been in it three seasons. Three this seasons. Is thirty-three. Okay, so I, I'm sorry. Let me not let me not pile on on Paul George too much, even though he deserves it for for what I'm about to get to. You you've been <laughs> you've been in the Western Conference now three years. Uh huh. Your first two years, you're eliminated in the first round. Correct. The second of those seasons, you lose on a Damian Lillard. Jump shot, to 40, call, forty foot. Shot. He called the series. He didn't call a game. He called series with that jump shot. And you had the nerve to go out in, in the press conference and say that that was a bad shot. Okay, cool. You go out after losing Game Seven, being up three one, being a a win away from your very first Western Conference Finals in Clippers history. Franchise has been around for fifty years, has never been to the Conference Finals. Fifty years, fifty years, man. And you have the audacity to go into. The press conference and say this was not championship or bust. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> yeah, he, give it to him another time. Look, <laughs> first of all, Paul George, what team did you think you were joining? <laughs> Yo, again, we gonna we gonna rewind all the way back. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard signs with the Clippers. They make the trade for Paul George. Mm-hmm. They give up Shea Gilgis Alexander, who we've seen turn into an incredible player for OKC. Yep. They give up Danilo Gallinari, who you know may have resigned, may have not resigned. You okay, didn't, you didn't know. What you you didn't know. And plus, I mean, it, if Gallinari is the deal breaker to getting Paul George, even though we've seen him choke in these situations, I mean, if you're looking to improve your team for the regular season, you're making that trade. True. Cool. No problem with that. You gave up. I believe five guaranteed first round draft picks and two pick swaps. For a man who has done nothing but disappear in the playoffs <laughs> and called himself playoff P. <laughs> I, I really I really need us to find the there is a an audio. There's audio and video on Twitter of Carmelo Anthony's response to a reporter when they asked him about the nickname Playoff P for Paul George. Can you just talk about both well, both of y'all? Can you just talk about playing with Playoff P finally and uh, just getting a chance to see him getting it going like that? That's his name? Playoff That's the new name? I don't know. I'm going to let Russ answer that one. That. <laughs> playoff P. Uh, Look, here's the thing. If Carmelo Anthony is questioning your playoff resume, you got a problem. Big one. Got a problem. Got a huge problem. So, you, you go out and say this not championship or bust. You gave up all these draft picks and all these assets to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You low-managed Kawhi all year, who 
if we're if we're being a hundred percent honest with ourselves, didn't necessarily. I, I'm not going to give him an out, but it looks like he was not a hundred percent. Exactly. As that series went on, right. So it starts to look like that. You know, I noticed a lot of his jump shots hitting the front of the rim and going short, which usually tells me the guy doesn't have his legs under. Mm-hmm. Get that. Pat Bell out here talking mad cash. Cash money. Mm-hmm. They they shoot all the trash talk at Damian Lillard, at, you know, when he misses free throws in the bubble. Guess what? Y'all going to Cabo too, baby. Y'all going to, <laughs> y'all going to Cancun, baby. Y'all, wherever, whatever beach y'all can imagine, whatever, you know, country that you want to visit, you got all the time in the world now. Hey, you can be like your mom, how she was, how she won on The Price is Right, except she had... One of those instead. See? She had a dub. Had a dub. Pat couldn't tell the same story. No. So, um, I am very happy, though, that I don't have to hear another Montrez Harold scream after a made basket and a foul. Oh, uh, just as bad like Carlos Boozer was. See, that's why I couldn't stand his ass. Carlos Boozer, <laughs> I hated him for life. That $70 million bust for Chicago. I'm almost ready to rant, but I'm going to stop myself. It's all good. Stop it's myself. all good. You know, this is the price check, man. We do what we want. Thir- <laughs> God, man. So, 30 minutes a game, and you ain't even playing in the fourth quarter. So, real point. quick on Montrez Harrell. I feel like he cost himself a lot of money in these playoffs. You think so? I think so. Because if you pay attention to this series in particular, uh-huh. we've always – so. The one thing that I've always said, or not always, this season have said about the Lakers and Clippers, the whole battle for L.A. thing, who would win. The difference was always going to be how they were able to handle Anthony Davis, especially if you're going to play Montrezl Harrell. Because in the minutes of those games that we've seen them play, Montrezl Harrell has to match up with Anthony Davis that don't go too well. Also didn't go very well for him matching up with Nikola Jokic. <laughs> that's what's even more and, and real quick shout out to Jokic Jokic is a bad man 16 points 22 rebounds 13 assists in a game 7 that's a that's a that's a championship performance right there yeah very much so and on the receiving end of that my man Montrez Harrell <laughs> getting his ass bust <laughs> okay and so I think you know him going into free agency though you know one, you already got a little bit of uncertainty around the salary cap with the whole, you know, shutdown of the season and having to restart in the bubble. Got all of that, right? Yes. You can stay with the Clippers, who are probably not going to offer you the type of money you feel like you're entitled to. Right. Or you take your chance on the open market. The problem with the open market is a lot of the teams that are going to do the most spending are teams that are lottery teams. Yep. Or – Teams that need to try to make a splash. It's not like Harold is going to go and get a free agent deal with like the Warriors or nothing like that. He's not going to go to another contender, most likely, right? So, yeah, even though the Warriors are a lottery team, but my point is they could going to be lottery much longer, right? We know, we know that's not going to last much longer. Yeah. So, I think that he cost himself some money, and I think that the Clippers really have to look themselves in the face and say. Are we going to, one, continue to rely so heavily on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George because clearly we had an opportunity to get the job done they couldn't? Correct. Two, are you going to continue this investment in Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell? Because when the game 
was on the line when it mattered the most. Montrez Harrell had 20 points, but, I mean, a, a lot of that came – I mean, the, the team had 89 as a whole. Somebody G- had to Garbage score. points is what I would consider, consider that. Lou Williams was 3 for 11 He's also a defensive liability. Yes. What you gonna? That's the team y'all y'all gonna keep this whole thing together. And 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 Patrick Beverly is a. You said he was a defense. Uh, Lou Williams a defensive problem. <laughs> Patrick Beverly's an offensive problem. I mean, because look, Patrick Beverly is an offensive problem, and he didn't really guard nobody in that. City. Jamal Murray went for forty in game seven. <laughs> Where was Pat Bev at? <laughs> Pat Bev just then so many times throughout the last couple years screamed first team on defense. When he make big plays. Couldn't be trusted in Chris, game seven. Rewind, look, rewind it back to Christmas Day when he got the little swipe on LeBron to end the game to knock the ball off of LeBron going out of bounds. Clippers ball, right? Yeah. He going back down the court holding up the one finger. First team said LeBron ain't that hard to guard and all that. I guess you'll be able to commentate a whole lot on the game and how hard LeBron is to guard from the crib. Uh, no, nah, I'd rather hear Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, if you just uh, joined us, this is the Price Check Podcast. We're having a little bit of fun ragging on the Clippers. And look, we're probably, what, maybe 10, 15 minutes in this thing already? I have not yet mentioned Doc Rivers. Nope. Now it's time. Go for it. Look, I'm just happy that ESPN, the other, you know, uh, sports media sites that are out there, um, they proved me right. They proved me right. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is we said on this podcast, I was waiting on somebody to fact check me. Doc Rivers was the only coach to blow two 3-1 leads. He can now add a third one to that to that list. No, no, it's only two. No, go back to 2003. He was the coach yeah. of the Orlando Magic. Right. They blew a 3-1 lead right. to the Pistons. Right. He also blew a 3-1 lead with the Clippers against the Rockets in 2015. That's right. He did. And uh, look, and lost the game where Josh Smith and Corey Brewer are lighting you up from three. <laughs> Got, no no adjustments for, for Josh Smith and Corey Brewer. You did, I just, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt on that. The only reason why, because you didn't expect that from them two. You didn't expect James Harden was on the team and wasn't on the court. You can't lose that game. (laughs) You can't lose that game when you got Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. There's no not to mention, not to mention, he's also blown a couple three two leads. Yeah, yes. Um, specifically one that he had in his last finals appearance in 2010. So, yes, let's throw that out there. (sighs) I asked this question a few weeks ago, and I had to stop myself because I was like, you know what, I'm not going to you know, rag on Doc Rivers too hard. He's been great coach for you know, a number of years in the league. We have to question how whether we overrate Doc Rivers or not. Yes. Because I think, and as I reflect on this now, Doc Rivers does very well when he has to, let's say, coach a team to play above expectations. So, like, thinking about the Clippers last year, right? Right. No real superstars. You got Gallo. You got Lou Will, Montrez Hurl. You got this team that played, you know, a little rough, you know, rugged style. Cool. They, nobody expects him to do anything, right? But right. He, he coaches them up. They yep. get to the playoffs. They push the Warriors a little bit. Everything looks good in Clipperland. But then you go and get the superstars, and Doc starts to, to shrink in the moment. You got a 3-1 lead. You have the what I thought was the best player in the series coming into it in Kawhi Leonard. Yep. They don't have an answer for Kawhi. 
Yet y'all go up three one and y'all lose. What's and remember what you said. Kawhi Leonard wasn't even a hundred percent. May not have been a hundred percent. And so maybe not even been a hundred percent. But from the at least the first few games was still putting up numbers as though he was. He was. Okay. You start to see your team slip. There is no strings you can pull. There is no adjustments you can make. Hit. Doc Rivers, I have to, I really have to give him shit for this because I saw, I think it was like maybe eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. The one adjustment I seen him make was put Reggie Jackson in the game. <laughs> Reggie damn Jackson. That's your that's your call, huh, Doc? That's your go-to. When in doubt, hey, bring Reggie out. That's what you what, 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 what was you getting out of Lou? What was you getting out of Pat? You know what I mean? You needed somebody to come in and you weren't getting nothing out of uh Shamit either. Right, but this goes back to another thing that falls on Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. the load management issue that we talked about, right? Right. If And this also leads me to believe that Kawhi was not 100% because what we have to understand about the NBA and their like injury report policy and all that, especially now that load management has been something that they're monitoring, mm-hmm. you have to have a legitimate injury or you know recovery time needed for them to approve – guys like having built in load management right right Kawhi was one of those players who had that Mm -hmm. leads me to believe that whatever they were thinking was wrong with his leg or whatever coming from Toronto to LA is significant two I think not being able to have a traditional playoff schedule where you can take some a little bit more time between games or between series right hurt the Clippers Specifically, Kawhi in this series, because wow. you don't you don't have the time off in between. You don't have so like you know when I mean they had a slight break one day and then they was playing the next day, right? But then they also had a slight break from them wrapping up the Dallas series versus when Utah wrapped up. I mean Denver beat Utah to wrap up that series, but even then. Denver went from playing game seven, I think, on, like, uh, Sunday and then playing playing, game, yeah, playing Tuesday for game one. So, Doc Rivers and the Clippers, you they also use that excuse of guys are gas, we're tired. So, this is the first time y'all been tired game seven of the series? This is the first time? <laughs> y'all, y'all blew double-digit leads in the two games before this, too. That's right. So, what's the, like, what's the excuse? Not to mention, Nikola Jokic had COVID, which has a long-term – Effect on your lungs Yeah He's probably tired too bro They just played seven games In the series before this Y'all don't think they're tired Right Come on man I don't want to hear that No It's excuse after excuse After excuse For a team That talked themselves up To be a legitimate title contender And now look at y'all At the crib Facts (laughs) At the crib Watching the playoffs Like the rest of us Facts So If I had to Divide up the blame I put the majority of the blame on Paul George because he's a choke artist and he had the nerve to go out here and say that it wasn't championship or bust when y'all know damn well that if y'all didn't come away with the championship, that's a disappointment. All facts again, sir. Second to blame <laughs> is Doc Rivers because, again, Doc is going to be Doc. And, and he always got to find a way to blow it. And the Clippers are going to clip. Clippers are going to clip, baby. <laughs> Clippers are going to clip. Next in line – the front office for giving up all them damn picks to get Paul George. And then finally I will place the the least amount of blame on Kawhi because I felt like even with how terrible he played in game seven, um, I didn't come into this series thinking he was like the best player in the world like some people thought because of 
Max I, Kellerman. Well, Max Kellerman, he had to eat his words, and I loved that on first take earlier in the week. But I think there's a lot more luck that went into him making that run with the Raptors last year than what people like to give it credit for. Yeah, of course it was. Because, let, let's be honest, Kevin Durant came out here on a leg and a half. And was busting. And was busting his ass. And if you if you try to tell me that a, he- a healthy Kevin Durant does not play – oh, I'm sorry. You play that series with a healthy Kevin Durant that the Warriors don't win. You got your mind. You got your mind. Yeah. Because it would have been hard for Kawhi to stop him. If Clay doesn't get hurt in game six, they probably win that game and force a game seven. So – there's a lot of things that – and they also were like three bounces away from going to overtime with the 76ers in the second round, and this could have all been blown up anyway. So, yeah, there's a lot That's of luck. For, there's forget. a lot of luck that went into that. And Don't get me wrong either, man, that Toronto was well-deserving because what you do is you take advantage of the things Hell that's yeah. in, in, and in, they took front advantage. of you. Yeah, and they – look, you, I can't fault them for playing the, the players that the Warriors had to trot out there. Them the breaks. Yeah, they they went out there and took care of business, and they also showed without Kawhi this year that they were deserving of that championship based on how they played down to the end against you know the Celtics here in Game yeah. Seven a couple of days ago. So, um, I, I just need the Clippers to realize that next year is also championship bust before y'all let Kawhi. I mean Paul George get out here talking again. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do this offseason. You can't even say championship. Conference finals are bust. Well, Come yeah, on, yeah. man. Y'all been in the league fifty years and y'all ain't made one conference finals. Y'all gotta start there. Um, right. Start there before you start thinking championship, dude, because yeah, but you're reaching too high. And and like I said, you can't sit here and say it wasn't championship or bust when there's things like, you know, LA our way or y'all trying to, you know, separate from the, the Staples Center, y'all trying to cover the Lakers banner so y'all can build y'all own reputation. What y'all gonna put up now? I hate to say this, now that I think about it. Paul George was right. It wasn't championship a bust. It was conference finals a bust. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I, I you got to make the conference finals first. I, I guess I guess she got a point. I guess she got a point. You got to get somewhere to get done. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't never made conference finals in the 50 years of that franchise. That goes all the way back to Buffalo and San Diego. Oh, yeah. Come on, bro. You ain't even made that yet. So he pretty much is right. Guess you got to crawl before you walk. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) This is the Price Check Podcast on the In The Zone Network. So, enough of the losing Clippers. Because that's all they're going to be. That's that's all they're going to be. Forever. I don't don't ever want to hear playoff contender or finals contender ever. You got to make a conference finals first. Don't bring me no more of this battle for L.A. Yeah. It died. It died that day. We know who run L.A. (laughs) Come on now. Um, It died. Now – on to another bone that I have to pick on today's show. Okay. Um, NBA announced some awards this week. Yes, they did. Um, quick shout out to John Morant, the only unanimous selection for the all-rookie first team. Big shout out to him because yeah. he had a hell of a, re- um, a regular season this year. Um, really would have liked to see him get a chance in the playoffs, but of course things didn't work out well for them in the play-in game. Is what it is. They ruined their own legacy. They ruined it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. And, and 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 they should be, real quick, they should be very grateful that they didn't go 0-8 and, and the Suns didn't just jump in and swoop up and take their spot. Yeah. They got they all they needed was two wins and they got in the play in. That's unbelievable. And and the Suns working their asses off, getting eight yeah. 0 and didn't even dare see 
a play in. Yeah, that that was a little messed up, but but definitely big shout out to John Moran. I'm expecting him to take another leap going into All Star next, next year. year. Yep. Yeah, so, um, all NBA teams were also announced. Yes, they were. First team, pretty pretty spot on if you ask me. That you can pick a nit with with Luca, but Luca, James Harden, you got LeBron James, you got Giannis, you got AD. It's pretty pretty significant. I mean, I, if you if you're looking at it like the three all NBA teams, right? Fifteen players total. Those should reflect like who the best fifteen guys in the league are. In yeah. Some in some way. And Luca was. And if that if you saying those are the best five guys in the league this year, I gotta yeah. I how gotta agree how old was Luca? Luca twenty just turned twenty one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And think about what we saw from him in the playoffs. Like he, as good as he's been in the past couple regular seasons, he still took a leap up in the bubble that we didn't catch or see. Like we had people talking about him being in the same conversation with Larry Bird. Like let's think about that. Like that's and but and here's here's one real key thing that you never thought you would hear. Luca did something that Michael Jordan didn't do. Right. Yeah, he he put up numbers that nobody has ever seen. Mike was a, Mike was rookie of the year, but he made the third team, which is still unprecedented. That's great, right? In your first season, Lucas what third second, year, second, second third year yeah. in, and you made the first team. Yeah, first Good team. God, yeah, Lucas a monster, man. I, I'm really excited to see. What what happens with him in Dallas moving forward? Because I think they can be really really good if all goes well. And say he has a 15 year run, this dude could go down as the greatest foreign player to ever play in the NBA. Yeah, and, and what's, what's crazy. I know, it's, and that's saying a lot now. Yeah, and what's crazy is Dallas didn't had now go from God. having Dirk for 20 years to potentially having Luka for the next 15 to 20. That's pretty That's pretty good. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Cuban. Man, you found <laughs> something, man. Found you do something, something dude. Somebody so, did. Um, as much as I talk trash on James Harden, we know we know James Harden's a ball, at least in the regular season. Leading this league and scoring. Come Leading, on, man. You know, yeah, you got to give him first team. And then you got LeBron and AD, your top two MVP candidates. I mean, not LeBron and AD. LeBron and Giannis, your top two MVP candidates. And then AD, we know, you know, Best big in the league right now. So, first team solidified. NBA, I mean, all NBA second team. Um, Chris Paul. You also have Damian Lillard. Kawhi, I mean, yeah, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and then Nikola Jokic. (sighs) Uh, You could pick some nits. Yeah. You could pick some nits. Um, Um, Pascal. Uh, it's questionable, but I think that's just because of his playoff performance. Yeah, I was going to so say what he did in the regular season. Doesn't regular season, Pascal, especially how he started the season, um, I can understand him being second team. Jokic, I have no problem with. Yeah. We, we mentioned how much of a baller he is. Um, Kawhi, it, yeah, it, he going to be on a team. He's man. the best. Yeah, he was going to be on somebody's all NBA team, and he's the best player in the regular season on the second best team in the West. You got to put him on. Of course, two teams. Um, you can make a case for Lillard being first team. I would prefer Luca, but I, I could understand. He did have it. an outstanding season, and I know I before the show I was arguing about that Lillard should be. I think Lillard should have been over Luca, but again, Luca carried the Mavs. I know Damian did the same too, yeah. so that's why you can still make the argument that both deserve to be there. But as long as Lillard is on an NBA team, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, and Chris Paul, hell of a season at OKC. Now, oh, man. where I have the bone to pick 
is all NBA third team. Um, ben Simmons, I'm cool with that. Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert, I'm good with those. Russell Westbrook is on the all NBA third team, and I thought that spot should have been Bradley Beals. Yes. Bradley Beal averaged 30 points a game for a Washington Wizards team that we all think is terrible. Yet, they were within striking distance of the playoffs. Yes. Russell Westbrook, albeit putting up his standard numbers and all that too, but you you know, second best player on a Rockets team that is pretty much underperforming. It was like the sixth seed when the bubble first came back. So eh, I feel like at some point you also have to reward individuals even when their team is not performing up to par. Because if you take Brad off of the Wizards, they might not win ten games. <laughs> right. You take Russ off of the Rockets. It's, just it's still the James, in the playoffs. It's still the James Harden show. It's still it's still in the playoffs. Right. Regardless. So that's where I you know I got a little bit of a bone to pick there. But otherwise, outside of Westbrook, I can I can agree with the third team. Yeah. Congratulations to J- St. Louis's own Jason Tatum. Yes, man. sir. First, uh, I believe first All NBA team selection. Yep. Um, you know, probably gonna creep up next couple years, second or first team. I, I could definitely see that in his future. Especially with the way these playoffs are going. <laughs> might might be a little, little sooner trying to work out for next season. Hey, you better call about. on the spirits of Kobe Bryant to help him right now. Look, cause they need they need a miracle. <laughs> they need a miracle based on these first two games, which we'll get to uh in a second. But of course the biggest award of all given out uh yesterday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, winning back to back MVPs. Um First player since Akeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. Um, A lot of people are going to feel like, you know, isn't quite deserving. You know, he didn't show up in the playoffs, this, this, and that. Um, One, it's a regular season award. Right. We heard Draymond Green mention a little bit last night. In terms of numbers, he had the best regular season. And we had spoke about this earlier yep. as he won uh, via 85 votes. And I think your boy, no, yeah. he's not your boy, LeBron, <laughs> he got, got 16, to, uh, 16 yeah. and, and reportedly was pissed. Yeah, he said it last night after the game that he was pissed off about he it. He got 16. Yeah. And Chris Webber actually made a point. It was one of them, him or Reggie, made an actual good point. Why do I care about the 16 first place folks when I'm going to get a ring? The position of getting a well, ring. Well, so there. you – from LeBron's perspective, I get it because think about it, right? Every day he probably wakes up, look at social media. It's probably somebody in his mentions on some so- social media network saying, hey, you're not better than Michael Jordan. You're not this. You're not that. From a legacy perspective – Especially with him being thirty five, soon to be thirty six, at the end of the year, that start you know that type of stuff matters. And granted, he, his expectation is that his team is going to be in position to win a championship as long as he's healthy and playing well, right? Exactly. So the championship aspect he expects, it's I think for him a little bit of a little bit annoying when you play at what you believe is a very high level and not to mention he was 35 years old not technically a point guard but leading the league in assists all year um you probably get a little bit annoyed with the fact that your fate in terms of some of these awards is left up to the media 
Now, granted, from certain aspects, LeBron ain't necessarily given him done himself any favors when it comes to dealing with the media. But at the same time, I get him being pissed off about it. Now, what's probably going to happen is the Nuggets and whoever they see it in the the finals is going to feel that wrath of him being pissed off. Pretty which, much, great for him. He'll probably win Finals MVP if and when the Lakers do, you know, win the NBA Finals. But I get it. I get him being pissed off. I also get why people, based on the games that we saw up until the shutdown, thought that Giannis was the MVP. I get it. What man do you know, not even LeBron, because LeBron don't even think that way, to score damn near 30 points in just 30 minutes of play? Yeah, he's only playing 30 minutes a night. He's averaging 30 points a game. That's unheard of. LeBron doesn't even do that. So, again, for it being a regular season award, I get it. And getting 15, close to 15 rebounds a game, you know, or 10 to 15. Still, you're only playing 30. You're not even playing three quarters of the game. Yeah. So, again, I get it. Now, I also understand the LeBron argument of it because it's like, hey, we even made the point. Couple weeks back, you take Giannis off of the Bucks, they probably can still mess around, and make the playoffs. Seventh, eighth seed, maybe. Yeah, you take LeBron off the Lakers, that's a lottery team. With Anthony Davis, but with Anthony Davis and the other play, because again, everybody tries to make it seem like the supporting cast ain't so great. When LeBron comes off the court, they, they look, look like the Pelicans. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, they so like when LeBron Pelicans. comes off the court, they look bad. They look like the Pelicans. So, yeah, I, I don't think that would be a playoff team even with Anthony Davis and some of the guys. That they I would have. love to hear the people saying, you crazy for saying that. No, we're not. Right. Because all you got to do is it's, just remove them. Yeah, and just go back and look at what Anthony Davis had to work with when he was playing in New Orleans. Yep. And some of those teams that did and did not make the playoffs, and it's going to look a lot similar to what the Lakers would look like without LeBron. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Giannis – also went on TV yesterday when he accepted the award. Mm-hmm. Um, who was asked by Ernie Johnson his plans on staying in Milwaukee long term. Giannis, true to form, just like every other you know guy that we've seen going into the last year of his contract or superstar that might potentially be on the move, um, he pretty much dodged the question. <laughs> he played dodgeball with it. Um, went out and said – you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, but um, basically, you know, just saying that, hey, I'm concentrated on, you know, trying to get better this offseason and trying to, you know, continue to improve my game and I'll make that decision when it's time to make that decision. That sounds like the decision is being made that he's probably going to leave. Yeah. When I say he left the bubble, he went all the way back to Athens. He went to Greece. He didn't go back to Milwaukee. He went home. home. <laughs> he went back to the crib. Or did he? Yeah. The reason why I say that is this Because don't get me wrong WWE And I like to throw this in Will play those type of games too Right Will make you think that they from home When they actually had a remote spot <laughs> Yeah he's probably Black screen You know it Probably could be his home Because I do see something in the background Yeah I mean But at the same time but They, they tend to do that kind of mess Right So Just throw you off Um, I think Giannis is leaving bro. I, I think agree. he's leaving I agree. And the like not to say that this interview was like the icing on the cake. It, ne- it wasn't necessarily that, but I know I know anytime I've heard I've heard somebody say 
you know, I'm just working on my game, or, you know, trying to concentrate on being the best player I can be. Y'all make that decision when it's time to make that decision. The decision is already made. Mm-hmm. Decision's already made. Mm-hmm. My man is saying he wants to be free. <laughs> <laughs> he, want, he wants to get out and, and go explore his options, and I think he's probably going to do that. So we spoke about this briefly uh, before the show. Yeah. About possible destinations. Yep. Why not? He's not in the playoffs anymore. We can start talking. I think there's two spots okay. that he might wind up going. The first, I'm going to throw it out there now, is the Warriors. That was my pick from the beginning. Right. The second one is, I think, the one you brought up. Yep. Was Miami. Yep. Um, I could very well see him taking his talents to South Beach. Jesus. The Warriors would have to do a little bit of maneuvering to make it happen, but I I see them trying the hardest out of any team yeah. to try to make that happen because I mean you can get Giannis with Steph and Clay that's a that's a nightmare waiting to happen for the rest of but the. But Pat league. is the dime, you know. Yeah, Pat, look, Pat Riley's the Godfather, man. Kiss the ring, baby. But <laughs> there is one, there is one dark horse destination that I believe people have to give some consideration to, and it is a team and a player that we just got done talking about not too long ago. Yeah, Dallas Mavericks. And I throw Dallas out here because if you look at the rest of the roster around Luka and Porzingis, it's a lot of guys on, you know, kind of mid-level contracts and and things like that. Um, Hell, if they wanted to move Porzingis to try to make the money work, they got that option. of it. There's somebody that would take Porzingis off their hands, whether they believe that he's going to be fully healthy or not. There's some teams that will take him. Yeah, Milwaukee will take him if need be. Right. But you tell me you put – Luca and Giannis together, it could be fun. It could be fun. Mm-hmm. It could be real fun, and that takes a lot of pressure off the two of them in different ways. Now, would they be a championship contending team? That'll be up for question. So, they will if they do this while keeping Porzingis, and they are also able to keep some of the pieces that they have now as far as supporting cast goes. Right. Because if you do have Luka, Giannis, and Porzingis together, you basically need your other two players on the court to be shooters. Definitely. Let Giannis, you know, roam around the middle of the floor, going to the basket. Porzingis is going to step out, hit his jump shots from time to time. Cool. Um, But I think that that combination could be deadly. If they are able to pull it off, definitely, yeah, I really agree with that. Um, but that's that. You know, some people threw out Toronto. I just don't ever believe the Raptors are going to get a major free agent. Like, I don't think anybody is going to go out of their way to sign up to play in Toronto. And that's no knock on the Raptors because I think they've definitely built a great franchise and a great you know uh, environment there for their team. Um, no knock on the city of Toronto at all either, but. I just we don't have any evidence of people feeling like okay when it's time to hit free agency the place I want to go is Toronto Canada like it just is what it is so um, I, I think it comes down to Miami and whether or not you know you're looking at a team like the Warriors being able to you know to make some sense out of making the money happen so um, again this is the Price Check Podcast here on the In the Zone Network now. Getting into some actual game action before we wrap up here. Um, You got game one of the Western Conference Finals last night. Lakers handled business, 126-114. Yes. The Nuggets. Um, AD, 37 points, 10 rebounds. Hell of a game. sound quiet, though. It was real quiet, actually. It was real quiet. Uh, 
a quiet thirty-seven. Yeah, quiet thirty-seven. Um, it's a a game that I I saw a lot of things that I liked, of course, but there's also some things that I'm like, yeah, we might not be able to do that the whole series. Um, one, I just I don't think we put enough pressure on Jamal Murray throughout the entire game. Now, of course, we got up. You know, Lakers got up by about twenty as we got into the second half, so right. didn't necessarily have to do all that. But you, you know, it, it's not going to be twenty point leads every single game. I right. don't think. Uh, I think the Nuggets are a little tougher than that. So gonna have to ramp up pressure on Jamal Murray a little bit. I mean, he didn't really go crazy. He only had twenty one points last night, but they kind of kept him in check. You know yeah. what I mean? And then Nick uh, Joker was in foul trouble too. Right, he got his fifth foul in the third, and I was seeing it on my timeline. Jokic had eight fouls in the game. I was like, okay, and but what was the lead count for the Lakers? Shut up, exactly. Yeah. Keep it pushing. So um, now we we knew we got playoff Rondo here based on how we saw him him play against the Rockets last series. Jesus, he was back again last night. Uh, what I was not expecting was like semi Orlando Dwight. Like he was back, he was, <laughs> he was back talking trash. He you know blocking shots into the you know into the virtual crowd. Dwight was back, baby. Dwight trying to get back to the finals. Look. Um, he ain't been in, in over 10 years. You know, a lot of people said going into the game that Jokic was going to cause a problem, you know, if the Lakers were going to try to continue to play big. Um, if Dwight is going to keep playing like this, it's it's heads and beds. The series is up. <laughs> hey, like Charles put them brooms out, man, hey. yesterday. Guarantee. Look, I, I see at worst another gentleman's sweep. For yeah. the Lakers, if, at worst. If, if it don't change, and if um, yeah, no changes made, they easily into the finals. Now on the other side, <laughs> the other side, yeah, I am. I'm grateful for the games that they they had because they both were close, right? But I'm. This is shocking. The Celtics are in trouble. Very much so. Um, Can't not, close out games. Not only. Are they down 2-0? But we heard reports coming out of the locker room after game two that, you know, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown had to be separated. You got guys that are, you know. You suck! Get him! Get him! Get him! I'm a suck, too! Man, you got guys going at it. You know, Brad Stevens had to pull Tatum, Brown, Smart, and um, Kimba aside to have a, you know, little kumbaya of sorts. It's looking real bad for Boston, though. Um, granted, we get mama suck too. <laughs> granted, they you know they get game three tonight. Um, you can't go down three zero to the Heat because if you do, you're probably gonna lose four <laughs> zero. Let's let's be honest here. Hey, let's speed these finals up real quick. You know what I mean? Let's go um, ahead and speed this up. Bam with the defensive play of all defensive plays in game one. My God, is it better than the block? LeBron in a. Uh, Game seven of the, the finals. <laughs> <laughs> so if it was if it wasn't for the fact it was the finals, I it's easily put Bams over there. And me. It's yeah, it's the it's the moment of it being the finals and it's also LeBron having the wherewithal to go and jump for the block with both hands up. Um if y'all, you know, for those of y'all listening, if y'all ever go back on YouTube and watch that block, he goes up and blocks or and attempts the block with both hands on each side of the basket 
so that if Andre Iguodala tries to reverse it, that he can block it on that side too, which is a very underrated it's a part. Smart of, play. Yeah, very underrated part of that play. But to think with what Bam did, Bam, like the degree of difficulty to me is almost a little bit tougher because not only did he block it with his left hand, he's a right-handed man. Yeah, he blocked it with his left hand, and he's reaching back to bring it back while Jason Tatum is like attempting to tomahawk. That's some strength. Yes. And you can see the fingers. Yeah, like kind of bend back with the in the play. If you watch it in super slow-mo or slow-mo, whatever. My God. It, it it's a terrific play. And there was no contact. No contact at all. It's literally just him, all ball. See you later. We're going home. No contact. And I and I said, and I said it. I said it to you. I said Jason Tatum wasn't gonna have no sleep because you had a 28-foot shot in regulation that didn't go down. You had the block, and then you tried again, and it didn't happen. Somewhere, your mental is going to be messed up. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So, um, went out and lost game two after being up 13 at halftime. It happened again. Look, Miami is just – I said on Twitter, man, Miami's just in a different bag right now. Yep. They're in a different bag. Um, I don't know how you stopped them. Tyler Hero is just out here playing with just – I mean, he just put his nuts on the table. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my man is pulling up, you know, taking some of the biggest shots of the game. No hesitation. Like, hey, I'm here. We got a game. Hey, Come on. He reminds me a, of an upgraded version of Mike Miller. Remember when Mike Miller, yeah. when he was coming into the Mike league, was kind of deal. Yeah. But then when you know he went to Miami, he, you know he was slow. Mike, right? He wasn't the same. But I'm talking about Ty, he, and Mike would take shots like it's nothing. Yeah. But the difference is Tyler got some spring in him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It don't matter where he's where he's at on the floor. He pulling up with confidence, he's baby. Pulling he, it up. Look, Mike Miller with some sauce. That's what I'm starting calling Tyler Hero. <laughs> and it like. All of those guys, man, they just play – not only do they play together, they play confident together. You can see that in every single thing that they do on the court. You got guys like, you know, vets like Goran Dragic out here balling out. You got Tyler Hero, young guy balling out. Duncan Robinson shooting the lights out of it. Miami, I – I can't can't pick against them. I think they wrap this thing up in like four or five. Yeah. I I think it's over with. I can't help that either, man. Um, So – just quick, quick thought. If and when we potentially get a Lakers Heat finals, I, of course, we know we know how I feel about the Lakers. This is what I'm gonna say to that. It's gonna depend on the first two games. That's it. So, so that and it is going to be hard not to think about the fact that Eric Spolstra is the coach that he is mm-hmm. because there are some things that he probably has in the back of his mind from when they LeBron was in Miami that he's going to try to use against LeBron if and when that matchup happens. So something I'm keeping my eye on. Um, before we go, also have to make another big shout-out when we're talking about awards. WNBA MVP Asia Wilson, the Las Vegas Aces, hell of a season to her in the WNBA bubble. I um, believe they locked up the number one seed for the playoffs. It did. So, um, expecting big things out of her in the playoffs, maybe a, a little bit of a championship run for them to go on themselves. Hey, if that's the case, 
Hey, we making sure we giving a big shout out to Girl Chat Sports over in Las Vegas, man. They, oh yes, gotta they, give uh, a big shout a bomb out to Girl Chat over there, man. And they've been pushing this Aces thing for since they got there, right? And so you know, applaud them for the work that they've been doing. Melissa Ferris and uh, Mo Threats, you know, three, excuse me. Uh, definitely want to uh, big ups to them. They know they are. We their biggest fans oh, over sure. at the network. Definitely got to shout out Girl Chat Sports and of course the Aces man. They've been they've been on point since they came into the league. Bro. Exactly. So um, definitely you know looking forward to seeing what the WNBA playoffs turns out to be as well. But um, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Price Check Podcast. Your host Josh Price, joined by my my man Arlington the A Train Lane here on the In the Zone Network. Uh, until next time, Price Check checking out. In the zone. Hey, uh, Brand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did want to ask you one thing. Are you nice, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. Let me tell you something. This hair ain't big and curly today for no reason, okay? You know, sometimes I like to switch it up, change it up, you know. And you know what they say. If she get raped, she put her hair in a bun, you know what's about to happen. On the In the Zone Network.